Welcome in, everybody. We are live right here on the NFL DraftCast. This is Windowy Sports. I'm your host, Tony Gatello, joined, as always, by Jason Mizrahi and Mr. Dave Gleckner. We have a special guest tonight, but before we get to that, make sure, as always, you know the deal. You like, you subscribe, and you're following Windowy Sports on all social formats. This is the NFL DraftCast, where... We get to pick our players live where the audience gets to pick their players and we get to see who wins week to week because you never know who's going to throw a monkey wrench into things. But Jason, I'll lay it right over to you, man. To introduce our VIP guest for week three right here. Yeah, the VIP guest this week is none other than, none other than the king, uh, a guy who's a good friend of mine, Scott Engel. Um, he works at the game day right now. He works over at Rotoballer. He writes for Seattle Seahawks. Um, he's a big Russell Wilson fan. We'll talk about that in a second. But Scott, man, I appreciate you being the official, kind of the official first guest of the NFL DraftCast. And just a backstory, Tony and Dave, when I first started WinDailySports.com, Scott was my first hire. And he pretty much came in and he showed me the ropes he introduced me to a bunch of people, so I wanted him to be the first guest on our flagship NFL show this season. So, Scott, man, I appreciate you stopping on by. Uh, you can formally introduce yourself, man. You host Sirius XM Fancy Sports Radio. We've done plenty of shows together. How you feeling tonight, man? Good. Thanks for having me. Good to be with you guys. I, I guess it's better to be a Russell Wilson fan than a Zach Wilson fan like you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I'm I'm glad to be here. Great to see how good Windaley is doing, uh, you know, not so just surviving but prospering, and you know it's it, it's been a gr- it's been a great story and to see you see you build the staff. Appreciate that, man. It, it is it does feel like survival mode, and I want to ask you, Scott, um, if you can go back to where it all first started. What was your first job in the fantasy sports industry, and how do you secure that position? Because a lot of people hit me up all the time, you know, looking for an opportunity, and they don't come prepared. Some people come prepared. Some people don't know what they want to do. How did you get started? Um, we know you're a Hall of Famer in the Fantasy Sports Hall of Fame, but how did you get that first start? Uh, I, you know, I went to college for journalism, and I always recommend to everybody – if you can write well, you can do everything, every anything. People always want to be on video and podcasts. It's very competitive. But if you can write, you'll always have somewhere to hang your cliched hat, so to speak. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think being able to communicate effectively and spell things correctly is is important. Uh, so, you know, I went to college for journalism. I originally wanted to be a sports writer, but when, when after college, I was working at a sporting goods store, and they had a fantasy football league, and I, I, I won the first time I ever played, and it was IDP. And then I got a job at Sportsline USA, which was later to become CBS Sportsline, which later became CBSSports.com, and I got hired in the newsroom. And I wasn't happy because I just felt too restricted. And they said, look, we have an opening in the fantasy sports department. Uh, we think you'd be good for it. And I became the first ever writer for Sportsline, full-time full, uh, sport fantasy sports writer and editor for Sportsline USA, and eventually grew to become uh, senior writer and, and managing managing uh, editor, and hired some other Hall of Famers such as Tristan Cockroft, Michael Fabiano, David Ganos, 
you know, uh, Daniel Dobis, who's well known in the uh, betting circles, uh, works on several sites. We you know, we had we had basically an all star team, so it, it was a fun it was a fun eight year, eight year run there. And then I went on to ESPN for a while, uh, helped found Roto Experts, and uh, now now I'm, now I'm at the game day after being back at CBS for a little while, which is a fun run. So let me ask you now, you're over at the game day. What's your, your favorite part of the job today? Is it still writing? Is it doing shows? Is it hosting Sirius, Sirius XM? What's your favorite part? Uh, I like the fact that I, I get to write, but at the game day, I just don't write fantasy. I get to spread my wings. Uh, I hate using cliches. Uh, I'm going to kick myself for doing that as a writer. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I get to do a lot. I write a lot of sports betting. You can check out my props picks every week. I do a lot of futures. Uh, in also in, in uh, NFL, NBA, baseball, I do some NASCAR twos as you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's a fun position. We all launched new, two new sites, the game day, baseball.com, the game day, football.com, where I actually get to write straight stories, you know, stuff, uh, stuff that's regular things. When I get media credentials and go out to major league baseball or the NFL, uh, and do interviews, I can, I can write regular journalism stories and, Go back to my roots as a sports writer. So let's let's have some fun questions. I, I bust your balls all the time. Yes, you, about you, your you, your you idol, you, you about try. your idol Russell Wilson. And I'm not going to even ask the question: Is he elite anymore? I want to ask you the question: Is he even good anymore? Well, if you're going to ask me who my favorite player is nowadays of all time, it's Richard Sherman. Okay. You know, Ru- Russell was tied with him, but when he wanted to leave Seattle. Uh, he's for his own reasons. Uh, I, I was disappointed by it. Uh, I wish him well and everything, and eventually they'll retire his number. And I appreciate everything he did in Seattle as a player. Now he's certainly not elite anymore. You know, Sean P- Payton's trying to get him right. He's still a good deep passer, but he's just not as mobile as he used to be. Prime Russell Wilson was a playground football player, as people would say. He would. He would move around in the pocket, spin around. He was so exciting to watch. And then you just hit this this deep ball of this play, this creative play. And you know, Russell's not that type of quarterback anymore. And you know, it's a it's a transition. You know, it totally fell apart the first year. Hopefully over time Sean Payton can transition him more into something different as a passer. I think we've seen some early steps of improvement. Nobody's given him a lot of credit for it, but you know, I got a Geno Smith player shirt now. You know, I've I've moved on. I know he's the greatest Jets quarterback of all time, but you know, I, I you know, I've I, I've moved on. You know, ask me who my favorite Seahawks player of, of all time. It's Richard Sherman. Gotcha, man. Uh, real quick, yes or no question: Will the Mets win a championship in the next twenty-five years? Yes, they'll probably win one in the, in the next 10, I think. And I know your Philly fan friends don't want to hear that, but they <laughs> saw one recently, so you guys should be happy. Uh, you know, I believe with Steve Cohen, with the, with the ownership now, uh, he's going to do everything he can to win. When it didn't work, when spending money on all the free agents, he tore it down, ate the money, rebuilt the farm system. And, you know, he's going to do what it takes to win. You know, it's, I saw the same thing in Seattle the first year with Pete Carroll. 
they 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 made so many changes to the roster. They just ripped everything up. And if a player wasn't working, he was gone. You know, and and that's what you know. Everything from ownership on down, uh, front office on down. People forget that Pete Carroll's not just the head coach; he's the executive vice president. So, may I'll school you on this? As a Jet fan, you probably don't know what winning looks like. So I'll tell you, you know, when it's from it's from ownership on down. You can tell when there's winning in an organization, and even though the Mets haven't won on the field, I believe they have a winning owner. Bringing in Stearns will help. A lot of people kill Epler, but I think he has made some good moves. And I think they got the right structure in place. Well, good news is it uh, looks like Alonzo and the Mets are, have agreed. Um, audience, I have one question for you, Scott, and then we're going to get into this draft cast. Um, when you're not watching sports or playing fantasy, what are your three favorite things to do? Uh, let's see. Uh, probably, probably binge, Probably watch Rocky movies for like the billionth time. Like I'm just like rocking nerd. Like they they actually have like Creed comic books out now that I'm, you know, I'm checking out. Uh, you know, looking to binge watch some stuff. Like I really like the Lakers series, Winning Time. It's a, I know it's exaggerated, but it, it it's so good. You know, I'll, I'll 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 binge some Star Wars. I still haven't watched the new series, but Obi Wan Kenobi was fantastic. Like I, I'm I'm a I'm a big Darth Vader fan. Uh, Trying to think I, what else is like. I, I was gonna I, guess. I, 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 get, I, get, I, get, I was gonna guess eat Chipotle, go to Kiss concerts, but you went boring Star Wars. So well, no, I'm not. I'm not the big Kiss fan I used to be. I'll explain that at another time. Okay. But you know, eating good pizza and food. You know, it's hey. You know, I live here in Queens. There's there's great pizza. If nothing else, there's great pizza. So, you know, uh, I, I guess you know that and drinking Dr Pepper. You know, is anything that tastes good. <laughs> All right, so let's kick it back over to Dave. Dave, how do we do last week, man? I'm assuming I lost. I'm assuming after Joe guarantees victory, he took it down, and he's probably watching and celebrating somewhere right now. I, you know what? He should celebrate because he put together one heck of a lineup last week. He, he kind of left us in the dust. Uh, his picks right there with Keenan Allen and Puka Nakua, um, you know, on a Wednesday, hitting those two to pop over 30 on DK were just tremendous. We knew, you know, Good chance on Saquon, but his other star pick was Nico Collins. Uh, when Houston got down, that's the kind of game you want because they were going Nico, Nico, Nico in a very fast-paced offense. Uh, coming in second was Tony. Tony outpaced me by a little less than three points. His Mike Evans combo. Baker um, Mayfield. Oh. Who would have thought it? But more importantly, I mean, he hit on the McCaffrey. And if he didn't get two goose eggs from Bryson Hopkins and the Rams, I, we might have been talking about a chance. So the Baker. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tony a little bit here, with all respect, and I enjoy Tony on the radio too, and he's a good guy. But karma came to bite Tony. Tony, I got I got to pick. I got to you, you got to back up your boy. You know, you going after my guy Frank Imarante last week? Ah. Well, Frank oh, Frank oh, is my boy. Oh, oh. That's my boy. Yeah. So, much respect for you, but you can't call out Frank and expect to win. That karma came to bite. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Tell him, man. Tell him, Dave. You know, play some Taylor Swift right now. That karma got you, boy. <laughs> but yeah. anyway. oh, please don't play Taylor Swift. I was yeah. kidding. Uh, please I, don't play. I, yeah. My ears can't take that auto tune. No. Uh, but I did, Um, you know, came in third, and we're going to have to switch things around this week. But Jared Goff it was the third highest scoring quarterback at a good price. 
And then Jason, I know you you got excuses every week. Uh, what's yours this week? <laughs> Anthony Richardson getting hurt? I mean, come you on. You guys know him well already, don't you? <laughs> Anthony Richardson was on pace for like 40, 40 oh, DK points, man. 40 DK points. Yeah. I lost, man. <laughs> I lost. I'm not, taking, I'm not taking the, the first pick no more. So, Scott, you, you get to decide, man. That's the rules here. You're the guest. Um, Dave will tell you all the rules right now, how we get this thing going, but it looks like you have a choice of your pick. Um, if you want the first, second, third, fourth pick, we're doing our snake draft. You guys know the deal by now. Uh, I'm gonna take the first pick. Okay. All right, okay, yeah. good stuff. Um, I'm gonna put it in order this week. So, Tony, you get to pick, um, because you were the highest of us three, where you want to draft next. Uh, I'll go second. All right, let me put this. I like it. I like I it. I guess whoever's I'm, next is going to go third. You know, we'll I'm not simply. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going last. I'll take the. I'll take the wheel route. I'll take the fourth pick. The wheel uh, route. I, I like yeah. that. And I'll put Jason. You know, it confuses Jason when he's not on the ends, but we'll be all right. We'll be all right today. That's all right, Scott. You're gonna. You're all. You're gonna hear is you looked at Jason's cheat sheet. No, I didn't. Yeah, just so you, just so everybody knows, purposely did not post a cheat sheet. The cheat Thank sheet will come after the draft cast, so none of you guys can copy my picks. Love it. God. All yeah. right, I'm going to set up the overlay, Jay. We can get this thing started. Tony, we're missing one thing. Wait, before we start. All right. I'm, uh, this is going to be – this is for specifically for Jason. All right, so, so we went live. Don't from the game day. Scott's here. He's going to get upset. Hold on. So Scott sure might like that. this, too. I don't know what kind of fan Scott is here, okay? But I know how big of a wrestling fan Jason is. So, on Friday night, man, on Friday Hit night. This smile. He was back. Is cooking. Luckily, we can't hear Tony, which is great. Yeah, yeah luckily, we could. Tony, luckily, we didn't hear anything you said. So I'm assuming you said you're not a fan of The Rock. Wrestling is dead. It's fake. I you know all that kind of stuff. For you, that's what I did. I played the song for you. Okay. All right. Just We're good you. to go. And no, then, I'm, I'm, I'm not a wrestling fan. Uh, I am, I am a NASCAR fan and uh, follow my son, Sean Angle, on Twitter. If uh, Sean E N G E L, he is a fantasy DFS NASCAR expert. He won three more tournaments this past week and nice. has, won, has won a dozen tournaments on DraftKings. Awesome. Nice. That's yeah. not easy either, man. NASCAR yeah. is not, that is not easy. It's not. And the, the, the thing about it is, you know why I'm so happy for him is you know he doesn't use algorithms and you guys know and I'm not, I'm not saying that people shouldn't use algorithms do what you have to win you know everybody's got a different approach you know he just does his own lineup so off of off of knowledge of NASCAR so you know I I can't help but you know brag about my son there you <laughs> go. yeah love it wrong with that all right Dave hey, you ready? before we get started let me just say one thing your yeah. rock analogy did you see where he was Saturday night Saturday night? He was hanging out with Dion. So I got to put some shades on for this show for my boy Dion uh, in Colorado. Yo, you gave me the rock entry. I got my shades for Dion. Let's get this thing started. Hit the bell. Want to ring the bell? Ready. Ding, ding. All right, we're on. Scotty, you go first, man. All right. I think uh, you, know, you hate to go chalk, especially when we're talking DFS. But to me, when you're building a DF lineup, especially in a tournament, 
you could build around the chalk and then diversifying around the chalk can still help you win. I have to go with Justin Jefferson, 9,300 on DraftKings. Uh, you know, both of these teams, the Chargers and the Vikings, are desperate this week. And they're 0 2, and the Chargers have allowed the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers so far. We know how good Jefferson is. He's hearing about how he, he's disappeared in the second half. He's going to put a full game together. Love it. And I agree with the chalk analogy. Yeah, sometimes you got to play chalk and build around it. Love it. Thank you. Tony, you're up. Well, Dave, you know, I'm, I'm going to do something that I said I would never do. Oh. The entire Listen. The entire offseason, bro, when we were on series and we were doing mock draft at the mock draft at the mock, I said, why is this guy so high? Dave, just watching everything that's happened to running back at the running back, man. Give me my man, Bijan. He's just steady. He, he, he's easy, man. He's 20 easy. He just keeps getting better, man. He just can't get better. And Detroit does not scare me on their front. So give me Bijan. He's going to get better every week, too. They're just going to open up the game plan for him. And you saw it last week. I think he took 60% of the shares. You went with Algier last week. You learned your lesson, and you're back with some Bijan. I love it. All right, yeah. Jeff. Running back is tough, man. We got Chubb, obviously, you know, not a good look what happened to him, you know, a couple nights ago. Eckler is questionable, so running backs going to be yeah, – Eckler is probably not going to play. Yeah, so he's probably not going to play. And for that reason, I'm going to take the value. Look, Scott – you know, he, he said it. Justin Jefferson should be the first person in your lineup. In cash games, he's still playable in tournaments. If he didn't take them, I would have took them. Uh, but this game, Chargers, Minnesota, highest scoring total on the board. Give me Kelly. I didn't play him much last week. I thought he was somewhat bad chalk last week. But this week, he does open up things. There's going to be points scored in this game. He's going to fall in the end zone. He's going to have a productive game against Minnesota. So give me Kelly. Nice price tag. Um, I think he finally hits this week with no Eckler in a high-scoring game. What did he? Did he rush for like like five, like fifteen yards on fifteen carries last week? Uh, he ended up going thirteen for thirty-nine. But Tennessee is a lot different. Yeah, Tennessee is a lot different. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I I don't respectfully I don't see him as an upside play at all. I, you know, I'm not recommending him in DFS for tournaments or nothing like that. Uh, because you know the guy over the course of his career has really shown us no upside at all, you know, regardless of the matchup. Yeah, and I I will say this though, watching the Eagles just steamroll the Vikings, it's hard not to at least get enticed by a Chargers running game. But I I hear you. It's, yeah, it's, it's probably. I, I like it, I like it more of a cash game play than a yeah. tournament. So you guys have started off kind of in the region I want to be. The the game total is fifty four. We're talking Charger Vikings. The next highest game totals out there, Denver, Miami, 48. That's a good game to be in. But this, you got to get in this environment. It's just, as Scott said earlier, desperate teams, 2 0 2 teams. I think they're going to have to roll out some different plays, different offensive tricks. They might have to do some Dan Campbell stupid stuff. I'm going to start with Kirk Cousins um, versus the 32nd ranked pass defense, according to DVOA. Uh, Cousins has been great for fancy. You know, I think he's on pace for 7,000 yards and 72 touchdowns. Might not get there, but he'll get close. And I'll pair him up with TJ Hawkinson. If he doesn't throw to Jefferson, he's dialed in on that one tight end. So let me start with the Vikings passing combination. I feel good about it. 
Yeah, I'm going to go back to that game, too. Uh, double stack. I'm going to go with Mike Williams. I love Keenan Allen, but Mike Williams gives me a discount here at 6000 so I think he's the better value play on the board. You know, one of these games, he's going to have the Keenan Allen-type game, and I think that comes this week. Big body, big receiver. He's getting the targets. Hasn't panned out to what I've liked to see out of him in the past couple of weeks, but I think he goes over 100, gets a touchdown this game. Gets you 25, you know, DK points, and you should be sitting pretty at 6K. I like it. And so far, Tony, you're the only jigsaw out there that hasn't touched this game. And I'm not going to touch it because I should say, uh, should I just, should I, I should have put a drop in where you must have read my cheat sheet because Mike Williams was my guy. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and so I don't know if I should feel good or bad that Jason picked him. So I'm not, I'm really not sure. Um, so I'm just going to go all in on a different game uh, that I like because, uh, you know, one thing's for sure, um, Carolina stinks. They absolutely stink. Uh, they, they can't do anything on either side of the ball. Uh, I'm going to go with my man, Gino. Uh, Gino had the bounce back game last week. Uh, they're at home. He likes to play well at home. Uh, and, and I think for 5,700, uh, he's a really good value at QB. So I'm going to take Gino Smith. Yeah, Tony, uh, as these guys know, I'm a Seahawks fan and I write, fantasy for seahawks.com fedex uh air player of the week for first first time in his career really rebounded nicely in overtime after that that big sack uh you know gino's proven that it's no fluke caroline i think allows the third most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks so i i think that's a that's a fine pick i feel good now say i feel i feel thanks scott i feel good now Jason, Jason doesn't give me that kind of feedback, so I appreciate it. Jason, Jason, when I work with him, he's so much much kind of motivator. (laughs) He likes to motivate you by like putting you down. He's like a Bobby Knight kind of guy, you know? Bobby Knight, I like it. I can't like Jason throwing chairs. No, no throwing chairs for me. Well, Scott, the pressure's on. It's up to you for a wheel pick. There's never any pressure on me at all. I don't don't consider this pressure. You know, I've been, I I don't want to brag, but I've been doing it for a long time and this this is fun. So, you know, I got to run a stack here and I'm going between two stacks and I don't want to be chalked. I'm trying to take this different than as a tournament. So I'm going to start with Seeding Lamb, who ate up the Jets last week and uh, (laughs) 7,700 on DraftKings. And if he eats up the Jets, what can he do against Arizona? And, look, the defense dominates. But if I'm playing in a tournament, you know, I want to differentiate myself a little bit. So I don't think Dak Prescott is going to be widely rostered. I'm going to go with that pairing because you need that if I'm playing in a tournament. And I play tournaments more than cash games. So I'm going to go Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb. I'm going to put a star on my head, 6,600 for Prescott, 7,700 for Lamb. I know I know that, that you know you want to correlate and run it back on the other side, but I'm not picking any Cardinals. No, I, I like it. You have a potential here for low ownership, potentially with Dak, I mean, because they might fear blowout. So, um, I yeah, think but if can... it, when people say that, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. it's just like you push a button. Like people say – there's two things that are untrue, and I, I used to go with Dr. Jason the second all, all the time. It's going to be a blowout. I don't want him. If it's going to be a blowout, how do you think they get there? Exactly. Second off with running backs, I always used to tell Jason this. 
people say, oh, they'll be up big in the second half. He's going to run the ball around a lot because they're running out the clock. That normally actually doesn't happen in a lot of NFL games because if a team gets up big, they pull the running back and let somebody else run out the clock. Or sometimes, you know, they, they just go three and out and let the other team try to play catch up. I agree. How are you going to get to 35 points? It doesn't matter if it's four quarters or two. Um, right. So I don't get scared of blowouts. I'm with you. And that's why I'm saying it could be low ownership because you have that um, perspective online. But Tony. Well, playing I'm against gonna... you guys is like playing in a tournament. So I got to go, you know, different, a little bit different. Yep. Got to go different. So it's me, right, Dave? Yes, it yep. is. All right, brother. So um, I'm going to stick with my Seattle play. Uh, and I'm going to give me my man, Kenneth Walker, uh, at the running back position. Love it. Uh, again, this dude is an absolute bulldozer, man. Like, and, and we all know, I need you listen, people are so worried about Charbonnet, Charbonnet, this, Charbonnet, that man, Kenneth Walker's the guy. And we, if you know, Pete Cow, Scott knows Pete Cow, he's going to ride this running back as, as much as he can, as long as he trusts him. And he shows that he can really trust them, man. This, this kid's like a pinball uh, out there, got, b- bouncing off people, breaking tackles. I think he's like third in the in, in, for running backs and breaking tackles uh, so far this year. So uh, give me him at 6,200. He's more than just see. a bulldozer. He can score from anywhere on the field, and that's why I like Kenneth Walker. Good value at 6,200. I do think Charbonnet is going to get worked in more as the season goes on, though, because – Pete, ever since Marshawn Lynch, you know, has not had like that one true feature back. He's searched for it, but in recent years, he's tried to have guys complement each other. I think eventually it might be at least a 65-35 split, but we're not seeing that yet. Dave, I know you're taking notes. Just write down that Tony is specifically drafting Seahawks players to get on Scott's good side. So, you know, future endorsements and stuff like that they can work together on. But, uh, it's I'm working. Gonna go. It's working. It's working. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe is. you guys haven't drafted a quarterback, so maybe I'll I'll pick Russell Wilson at the end. I drafted to, Dak Prescott. He plays not, quarterback, Jason. No, I'm saying you guys all drafted your quarterbacks. Oh, I don't need okay. to draft mine, so maybe I'll keep okay. the suspense of Russell Wilson to the end. But um, look, I, I might need a, a swap out on this player. He's currently questionable. I think he does play. Um, Tyree Kill, pretty good at football. Um, I really don't need to explain why he's good. Um, most unguardable player in the NFL, I think at least. And this young coach is finding ways to, you know, out gimmick, um, you know, Kansas City. And they got this guy lining up all over the place, doing crazy things. He's wide open. He's fast. Um, and Waddle might be out too. So, like, he's getting all these targets with Waddle in the game. If Waddle's out for any reason, Denver is not that great defensively. They've been in shootouts. On the past couple weeks, high-scoring game. So give me Tyreek. If he is out, I'm going to need to take somebody else because he didn't practice today or he's limited today. But I think he's going to play. They're just resting him because um, there's not much left around if Waddle's not in. They they literally have two guys as receivers. And it's like Berrios and Craycraft and guys that, you know, they're not even going to throw the ball to. So Hill, if healthy, and especially if Waddle's out, should have another monster game this week. He should. I agree. Um, I'm going to stick with a little game plan that didn't necessarily work for me last week, but this guy's getting all the snaps, all the um, the runs, all the touches. 
I'm going to go with Travis Etienne. He's going against the worst rush defense in the league in the past three years, and they decided this year they're still going to be the worst. Ranked 32nd against the run. Um, I I don't know how they fix it. And I think Doug knows coming off a brutal game, talking Doug Peterson, brutal game against um, the Chiefs. He's got to get back to basics. I'll go Travis Etienne as my running back here, and then I'm going to fill it in with a receiver. He's fourth most target shares this year. Um, I don't care who's at quarterback for him. I might even prefer Minshew. Give me Michael Pittman. Um, I really like how much he's being involved in that offense. And uh, he's got a good price, 6,200. I think it's fair for him. Love him. Good picks, man. They can definitely work out. Uh, I'm going to stick to value here. Unlike Scott, he's trying to win a tournament. I'm just trying to beat you three guys. Um, so I'm gonna Playing against really- you three is like a tournament. Okay, all right. So, look, um, due to injuries and due to Kamara being out uh, for a couple more weeks, it looks like this uh, dude, Tony Jones, is going to be uh, filling in for Jamal Williams. Um, <laughs> the, the kid um, who was supposed to kind of be backing up Jamal Williams – is is not going to be around either. So it's Tony no, Jones. No, Kendrick Williams is going to play. Mm-hmm. Okay. If he's going to play, then we got to worry about that. But I think he finds the way in the end zone. Green Bay, not great defensively. I am a little bit worried about, you know, Taysom Hill potentially going there and, you know, being a banner ram, taking some touchdowns away at 4,500. I think pretty good value at a running back spot. I like Pollard up top. I don't think I can get there um, with this build. Or my my main build, I think Pollard's the best running back on the board. I like the Bijan call. ATN works as well, but there's not much after that. A lot of these people are kind of. I like Kenneth Walker. You guys took a lot of good running backs off the board, so I'm gonna go value. Hopefully, he has like a, a Zach Moss uh, impersonation this week and kind of does what he did last week and finds his way in the end zone a couple times. Yeah, uh, I, I I would I would take Tony Jones at like. If he was 700 on DraftKings, the guy, <laughs> the guy is like a complete journeyman. You know, yeah, he got in the end zone twice last week, but there's no way I'm using him on DraftKings. What what did that guy have? Like eight carries for nine yards or something like that? Kendry Miller's going to play this week. Tony Jones was desperation. It's like it, he doesn't break any tackles. He doesn't have any explosion. He's played for like 40 different teams in like four years. It's like there's no way I would use Tony Jones. Hey, I Tony. Well, he's won a million dollars. I have. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tony, you're up next, but I need to make some breaking news. I need Scott on every week. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. This is great. We all listen. We already knew we were gonna love this. You know what I mean? Like we already knew, man. Um, nah, man. Listen, I, I, I love it. I do. I, it, it's also good to have somebody else on our side every once in a while. It knows the anguish that we deal with every day. Uh, but, but. That's a, so I'm going to go. Listen, I was going to go uh, another running back here, but I, listen, I can't. I, I, I got to go with the guy's got 20 targets in two weeks. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It took him a few years to get to where we all thought he was going to be. And that's my man, Nico Collins. I know Sticks yeah. is going to be smiling right now because Nico's his guy. Um, he, he was hyping up Nico two years ago. He was hyping up Nico last year. Listen, I don't care who they play. If they're behind, if they're ahead, all I know is he's going to get eight to 10 targets every single game in this offense. Uh, so for 5,300, to me, could be one of the best wide receivers on the slate. Love it. 
I really do. I think Nico coming out of Michigan was a talent, but now he's really starting to show it. And like you said, it doesn't matter up or down. Stroud needs somebody to throw to, and he relies on Nico. Great pick. All right, Scott. All right. I'm going to go here with uh, the rookie to finally break out. I think Jameer Gibbs mm -hmm. finally gets a good uh, share of the workload this week. And uh, I like him a lot at running back at 6,600 against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons' defense has played better, but you know, I, I just think that this is going to be a good week for Gibbs. Uh, he actually, for you guys who have been watching you know, football for a while, he actually he reminds me of Jamal Charles. He can be efficient. Yeah. Uh, he, he makes people miss in the open field. He's versatile, et cetera. Uh, and uh, he's my guy for, for at running back. Then I'm going to go to value. I know people have been down on him, and the quarterbacking play has not been good. But this is the week when Kyle Pitts gets on the board, and he's a good value at 3,900. Uh, that Detroit pass defense can be carved up by tight ends. Last week, the three Seattle tight ends, nine catches for 132 yards against the Lions. I love so first with Gibbs, he's special. Like it just yeah. you you can see it, you know, and like we see with rookie running backs, they're gonna get better and better as you're going. You already mentioned Charbonnet, but David Montgomery even came out and said, hey, my thigh hurts. I'm probably going to be out a couple weeks. Like, I, I think this could be that week. Uh, really love the Gibbs pick. Jason, I'm going to let you comment on Scott's picks. No, Gibbs is a guy that's on my oh, – he, cool. he will be on my – he will be on my cheat sheet. Um, he should – you know, if he gets the workload, this kid is explosive. We saw the burst. We saw him breaking tackles, cutting people up. Him and Bijan, this could be their breakout weeks. This is the, the weeks that kind of line up for them, so – I agree with both the picks, man. I'm not a hater like you guys are. No, that was your chance. We were giving you your chance, but all right. I appreciate the real Jason. Jigsaw, Tony, you're up. Well, here's the thing. Real fast about Kyle Pitts, man. Like, I, I, I was thinking the same thing, right? On it, Like, under 4,000, like, you, you just got to you, you hit on him, right? But it's not his fault that – I'm a look guy, man. I, I, you know, I, Dave. We've talked about this on Sirius. I don't like the way Arthur Smith wears his hat, and now I don't <laughs> I know either. what the hell that mustache is that he's yeah. got. He he's got to be one of the most idiotic looking head coaches in the NFL. Like 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 some guys you look at, you're like like Mike Tomlin. Yo, that dude's an NFL coach. Arthur Smith looks like he should be bagging groceries at the local seafood market. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't even look like a head coach, so I think that's the problem with Kyle Pitts. So once Arthur Smith goes, I think Pitts will be okay. Um, but, listen, I'm going to go with another running back here. Uh, since Scott didn't take him, uh, you know, I, I, I tried a little value here, and it worked a little bit. I'm going to go with B-Rob. Uh, listen, man, you know, I was down on Brian Robinson. I didn't think that he had – the you know what it took to be that every down running back and i didn't know if they were actually going to let antonio gibson just be a third down guy or a gadget guy and listen riverboat ron has shown that you know listen 18 and 19 basically just gets 20 carries a game and it's going to continue man it's going to continue at home um against buffalo who listen they've been suspect on the defensive side of the ball so far so uh i like b rob at 5800 i got it Go I got ahead. a I got a pick that I think Scott can agree on. I hope he agrees to this one. 
Uh, I'm going to go defense here. Can't really afford the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are the number one defense on the board. Uh, they've proved that, and they got a nice matchup against Arizona. So one of you guys go out there and get them. But if you don't go to Dallas, I think the Patriots against Zach Wilson is is appetizing. You know, they were able to contain Miami um, to some extent. I think they'll be able to contain the Jets here. Um, they got to make a move, you know, for, for any Jets fans out there. I'm not a diehard Jet fan. I, I, I'm a fan of the team, but I don't get upset when they lose or, or throw stuff because it's only the Mets that do that to me. But they well, really should it happens make a move. all the time. So, you know, why waste? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, if they make if they can make a move, this defense is so good on the Jets side that they just need someone that can, you know, maybe get the ball down the field for 200 yards a game without throwing picks and fumbles and bad decisions. They have a really good team. It sucks to what you know what happened with Aaron Rodgers here, but I think any single week you see Zach Wilson out there, you just line up a defense against him. It really doesn't matter. I think New England's actually got a good team and a good defense here. Um, they should blow this team out um, and, and contain them and run the ball a bunch. So I'm going to go with the, the Patriots. Today. You scared me because I, I had D lined up and I had yeah. it circled. And the one I wanted is on the other side of the field in that game. Yep. Yep. I like the New York Jets a lot this weekend. Um, Mac Jones has proven to me he doesn't show up till the fourth quarter, start throwing the ball then. I think they have four or five turnovers. Uh, Slay had the pick six in week one. Miami forced four sacks and two turnovers against them. Um, I'm not sure the Patriots are good. I'm not, um, but I know the Jets aren't, and they're going to have to play a defensive game. At 2,800, I like the Jets. Jason, I do like the Patriots as well, but um, I'll take the discount there with the Jets. I needed to kind of spend down on one pick. And then I'm going to go to another team where this game has a good scoring environment and pair up my running backs here with Javante Williams. Uh, he's just been seen. I think he's got 25 carries in two weeks. Um, Denver's defense is bad. And I don't know how it just turned this bad all of a sudden, but the 30th in DBOA. So what do you expect them to do against Miami? Probably get lit up. Well, that means Javante is probably going to be a good run back option. So I'll take Javante this week. I think at 5,500, it's a it's a really good price. So, um, yeah, I feel comfortable with that pick. There you go. Um, I'm going to flip the script. And I said I probably can't go out there and, and grab this guy, but I'm going to go with Tony Pollard instead. Um, Pollard, this should be kind of his breakout game too. As long as Arizona can show some fight here early, he got 25 rush attempts last week, only 72 yards rushing, but that was against the Jets. Um, Giants game, that game got out of hand so quickly. He still got two touchdowns, um, eight targets in the, in the, in the Jet game too. So he's being used on both sides, you know, catching and obviously running the ball. So I think he has a breakout game. He can get you that 30 point upside. There's too many injuries at the running back position, and there's some injuries on the wide receiver position, and you guys took a lot of the good players. So I got the salary now. I'm going to go Pollard, 8K, and they should just maintain a, a strong lead here and hopefully get Pollard over 100, two touchdowns, uh, something to that extent. We saw what Saquon did before they decided to run him for no reason at the end of the game. I know nobody's really talking about that and bent him backwards, but he lit him up. Pollard definitely has a good chance to light up Arizona as well. Tony. Yeah, man, listen, I am, you know, I got to get some more exposure uh, in this Detroit and, uh, I mean, in this Seattle-Carolina game. And, 
you know, I was back and forth to how I wanted to do a lineup and everything's working out. So I'm going to continue. I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Uh, I'm going to tie him up with my man, Gino. So give me the triple threat of him, Gino, and Kenneth Walker in this game. Listen, Lockett, 10 targets last week. He had an 80% catch to target ratio, caught eight of them. Uh, listen, average was low. He had two touchdowns. One thing that Lockett always seems to do is find the end zone in them little slants and then little wheel routes. So uh, I really like Lockett this week. The only receiver in the last five years in the NFL with eight plus touchdowns every season. Oh, yeah. look at that stat. We uh, that's a clip right there. A thousand that's yards in, in the last four, too. That's 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 a nice clip. I like that. Yeah. They won the game. That. The game in overtime. Last week. Questionable. Maybe they missed the holding call, but it doesn't matter. The scoreboard said 37 30. If you have if you have to to grovel about a holding call, well. I've learned over the years that if you're grumbling about the reps 90% of the time, you didn't do enough else to win. Oh. You don't want to grumble about the holding call, stop the drive, win the game in regulation, etc. And there was there was a big intentional grounding and went against Geno Smith. So anybody wants to say anything about that, if your team, if you grumbled about the rest most of the time, your team didn't do enough to win. Except for last year's Super Bowl. But with that, Scott, you're up. All right. Last year's <laughs> Super Bowl. They lost, but hey, look. Yeah. So you've seen your team go to two Super Bowls and win one. You know, in, yes, in your I lifetime. Agree. It's not like you're a Jet fan, right? No. Yeah. No, we feel I wear a Lions fan. Here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh I'm going against I'm going against Jason with this one. Kendry Miller, forty three hundred. He's expected to be a full goal. According to published reports, there's a reason why they drafted this kid. The Packers are 30th against the run after the first two weeks. I know it's small sample size, but they continue to be bad against the run. I'm pairing Kendry Miller in the backfield. And I'm going to go back to the Seattle game. You guys talk about Lockett. I love Lockett. DK Metcalf, uh, you know, obviously going to draw a lot of defensive attention. This has been a bad pass defense for Carolina. But this is the bust-out week for Jackson Smith in Jigba. Okay, we saw five catches, six targets last week. And the reason why I like your Mike Williams pick is because in the NFL, when one receiver goes off, teams will try to get the other guy involved the next week. So we've seen Metcalf get the ball. We've seen Lockett do his thing. This is the week for Jackson Smith in Jigba. You know, they, this is a good matchup to get him involved. Uh, the Seahawks drafted him because they were 20th in the NFL last year in third down conversion percentage. That is going to be his role. Uh, you know, it's said on the NFL Network, you know, it was, it was great. I think Daniel Jeremiah said this. And he's going to do the dirty stuff over the middle. I say Jackson Smith, the jig was seven catches for 90 yards and a touchdown this week. 4,300 on DraftKings. Get that prop. Where's that prop at? Let's get that up now. <laughs> We'll watch the video when that does come out, Sky. I love it. Forty three. Hey, hey. Week before the Super Bowl, I'm I'm serious XM fantasy sports radio. I said Percy Harvin's gonna return a kickoff for a touchdown. Percy Harvin. And it happened. Yeah. Updated version of Percy Harvin, by the way, Kadarius Tony. Ugh. Percy oh, Harvin's a lot better. Percy Harvin's a lot yeah. better than Tony. <laughs> Not you, Tony. The, the Tony right. who can't catch balls. 
That's all right. I'm glad he's dying. There's a double there. entendre in there somewhere, but I won't go there. <laughs> Which, with that, it's over to you, TC. You know, I, I do. I, you know, it's funny when you do these things prior and you do your research and, and I look at, you know, Scott just sold me on Njigba at 4,300 compared to Lockett at 64, right? It's a, it's a huge value. So I'm going to try to make up that value a little bit with this pick. And I'm going to get me some Jordan Addison. Uh, I'm going to get that exposure to the Minnesota game at 5,500. Listen, he scored in his first two games. And the one thing about Jordan Addison is exactly what we all know and exactly what we came into this offseason saying. Justin Jefferson commands the coverage. TJ Hawkinson commands the coverage. Two guys are going to be recipients of that nickel corner or, you know, that that exposed blown coverage. It's going to be either KG Osborne or it's going to be Jordan Addison. And for this game and looking at the last two, he's giving you at least five targets. And the one thing I like about him is his average. He's averaging 21 yards per catch so it's showing his big playability and you know they look for him in the red zone often he's very consistent so far so give me jordan addison yeah similar to you guys um exposure in this atlanta game is needed detroit for the most part has been involved in shootouts the last couple games you get the no frills dome game you don't have to worry about rain or conditions like that kyle pitts i know are you know is on a couple people's radar i think is a good tight end in this game uh, but I'm going to give the kid London a shot here. Um, seven targets last week, six receptions, 67 yards, got a touchdown. We all know what Arthur Smith is trying to do, win games by any means necessary. Don't really care who wins and what they did. They'll kick seven field goals if they have to to win a game. Um, but I think they have to play a little bit more up pace. Um, Jared Goff is legit, man. He's putting up points. St. Brown doing his thing. Now Gibbs has his breakout party. So I think they're going to have to turn up a little bit and throw the ball Nice little value at 5K, gets you 15, 20 points, you're good. He has a breakout game. He has upside for 25, 30. If you can get over 100 yards and get in the end zone. So give me London, 5K, simple value to beat you three. Ah, nice. And he did score a touchdown last week, right? Yes, sir. All right. All right, I like it. Um, I got two more. I got to figure out. I got roughly about 5K per player. And 5K is a good range to be with three three players left to pick. Um, a few of them, I, I could go a few different ways. I, in this one, I'm going with Tony knows this. I'm not the biggest Justin Fields fan. And the stuff that he said today was not good. good. And then they had to send him back out there to apologize for it and then spin it against the media. But one thing I know, they're going to, they're going to try and make him earn it on the field. And I'm going to go with DJ Moore. I think versus Kansas city, Kansas city has actually showed up well against the run this year. Not well against the pass. I think they're going to try and make Fields show you he can throw it. It's a primetime game, right? Chicago doesn't get many of these. 425. They got Mahomes coming into town. I like DJ Moore this week, and he did well last week. Almost 20 DK points, um, and I think he could even do a lot better this week against that Kansas City team. So I'll take DJ Moore, and then I'm going to pair it up with Alexander Madison. And it's going to be similar to what Tony did there. Uh, I'm going to take running back receiver and quarterback in this game. I just think with 54 points, I'm really, I'm invested and I'll invest it on the Viking side. So back to you, Jay. Yeah. I'm going to go tight end since you guys all picked your, your quarterbacks already. Um, I usually typically go value. Don't mind the Hawkinson call. Kelsey hasn't really showed up yet. Andrews 
you know, a little bit banged up. I do like Evan Ingram a bit at 4,800 to get some exposure to Jacksonville. But I'm going to go down a little bit more. Kincaid, the rookie, has been getting targets, hasn't been doing much with the targets. I think he finds his way in the end zone this week. Um, Washington has found ways to stay in games. Buffalo has found ways to make, you know, certain games competitive, which they shouldn't have been. Um, even lost to the Jets somehow with 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 Wilson there. So, look, I think Kincaid at the price tag has a nice safe floor. Ertz is in play as well. I don't really like the matchup against Dallas, but they should be behind throwing the ball a bunch. They're trying to get that that guy moved um, sometime soon. But Cardinals impressive, man. They've really done a great job of like being in games to the very end and then blowing it right at the end, which is exactly what I guess they're trying to do. And somehow it's been working out. And I don't know if you guys saw the Millie Maker last week who won it, but it was a Daniel Jones to Saquon Barkley stack. And that looked terrible in the first half. Like they oh, yeah. they barely had like 10 points combined and then boom, they go off. So sometimes these ugly lineups, you know, whether it's before lock or even at halftime could look bad. They turn around and look good and basically got somebody a million dollars last week. So congrats to that guy. But um, Kincaid for me, cheap price. Should be a good game for him. Two things I'll say. 3,400, beautiful pick. Anybody in your, your seasonal league is dumb enough to cut Kincaid because people are, are impatient on rookies. I love that pick, Jason. Scott, secondly, secondly though, I, I, I certainly disagree with you about Zach Ertz. And that's another thing. Just because a team is playing from behind doesn't mean that they can effectively play from behind. And when you're talking about the Arizona Cardinals against the Dallas Cowboys, who shut out the Giants and have allowed only, what, 10 points to two New Jersey teams so yeah. far? I'm, no way I want to play any part of Zach Ertz this week. There's, there's no upside. It could be like six catches for 20 yards at best. There's no way I want any. And zero any yak. By the yeah. way, zero yak. Let me, Scott, tell let me ask you, you one something. question about me, season long. Hold on, well, I, I got to go on about this. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys remember who was the defensive coordinator for the two Seahawks teams that went to the Super Bowl? Yes. Uh, Hazlitt? No, it was Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Quinn, Quinn that's the coordinator it. of the Cowboys. I know it's only two weeks and a lot can happen. These Cowboys, the first two weeks, have been the closest thing that I've seen to the Legion of Boom on defense yeah. since. I agree. And and they've played Daniel Jones and, and Zach Wilson. Yeah, so and now well, they get good, good teams so beat who that's supposed much, to I know you Eagle fans don't want to give them credit, but good teams <laughs> beat who that's supposed to be like that. Jason, I'm sorry, you wanted to ask me a question. Yeah, question. And talking about season long for a second. Um yeah. what do you do if you're a Justin Fields owner? I think you hold, you know, the rushing upside's always going to be there. And he's you just think he get... bounces back, though? Like, people are drafting this yeah. guy high, you know, maybe the fourth or fifth quarterback or higher. Um, you can't you think over, they get can't that high he bounce back? You can't overreact after two weeks. I think he's only going to get better as a passer. Brian Baldinger was pro- putting some film out there where he was missing wide-open receivers and taking them off, but they got to con- – and he comes out with coaching, you know, it's like they got to get on the same page there. But, you know, DJ Moore, you know, he's, he does his thing. I think at worst you have a decent floor with Justin Fields. The, if he gets better, you have the upside. And the one thing I'll say, Jason, on that, I, when I say I don't like Justin Fields, it's as an NFL prospect. 
I, I, I got to be clear. As a fantasy player, I completely agree with Scott. They're not going to take him out. If no, anything, they're not going to take him out, but I don't. I, I don't I, know. I hold. I, I hold. Think you, I think you hold, but I also think you might have somebody better week to week, depending on the matchup, than Justin Fields. Like, if, yeah, you have that rushing upside, but if you, I seen the video that Scott's talking about. There was like multiple guys. Like he's looking down the middle. Yep. He's wide open for the end zone. Like you don't even attempt to throw that way. Something right there is is kind of broken. We saw the upside with his rushes. It's two games. It's two games. But and Tony, yeah. I know you were a fan. What's your point? I, I'd like to see hear your perspective too. I, I honestly, I, you know, I I don't think it has anything to do with Justin Fields. I, I I honestly think that sometimes, you know, we're watching it right now in Philadelphia, right? So we're watching it with Brian Johnson, who all of a sudden wants to recreate the wheel when it doesn't need to be recreated, right? Like stick to what works. And and, and for some reason, we watched last year Justin Fields and start to break out so that allowed him just to be Justin Fields. Now, all of a sudden, they want to go backwards again and try to make him a pocket passer, which he's not, and let him create, right? So I think there's a lot of bad issues and processes in place right now. And once they kind of just let him ball out, he'll be fine. So I, I just think right now there's just an issue uh, on that team with the coordinators and, and the head coach. And I think once that clears itself up, he'll be back to where it needs to be. Yeah, don't make these guys pocket passes. Look right. what happened to Robert Griffin. You know, and I heard in the offseason, like, that they weren't going to try to do that. They are trying to do yep. that. Yes. What's interesting, when you watch Anthony Richardson, though, he's already – like doing a good job of decision making and taking yes. what defenses give him. If anything, his his accuracy is scattered shot, and maybe he can improve on that. But you know, I I I already like Richardson longer term than I like Fields. Yep, one thousand percent, and I agree, I agree with that. Tony, what do you got? We got two picks left for you, and then Scott finishes his two. Yeah, listen, man. I, you know, it, this is a team that I keep riding. I want to go defense here. And I think they're a value every single week. And they're a value because they have game breakers on the defense. And they have a, a really good linebacking core, uh, you know, anchored by Franklin. Uh, I, I really like him, man. He's one of my IDP standouts. He just gets 10 tackles every week. It doesn't matter. Give me the Indianapolis Colts. They're 2,400. I know that they're going on the road. They're going to Baltimore. But listen, Baltimore hasn't really been blowing it out the water right now as 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 we speak either, right? They have a running back issue. We'll see if Gus Edwards can kind of take over. Lamar hasn't been like the man yet uh, again. So I'm going to take Colts at 2,400. Defense is fun to get different, and those are the types that typically can win it. So nice, different pick there. Scott, what do you got to finish out your flex and your defense? It's nice because the two picks that I want fell to me at the end. I'm going to do like Jason. I'm going to run 12 personnel with two tight ends. I'm going to go. This will be the week for Sam Laporta to break out against the Atlanta Falcons at 4,000. I like this kid. Uh, he he could be uh, that good replacement for Hawkinson. He's not afraid of anything. He breaks tackles. He can gain some yardage after the catch. Like him against Atlanta. Now I'm going to go homer on defense. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. But 3,200 against Carolina, there's a shot. They could face Andy Dalton this week because of the ankle injury to the rookie, uh, Bryce Young. But if not, it's still a, it's still a good pick. I know the Seahawks have been, had their pass rush problems, and you look for sacks and you look for turnovers. But 
you know, for this kid with a questionable receiving core to go into Lumen Field with that noise. Now, now look, I know professionals are supposed to do that, but for a rookie quarterback to go into Seattle, uh, you know, against 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 a good back seven, I think some of the pass rush problems have been up front. A really good back seven. I think uh, that secondary is better than what we saw in week one. They don't have the receivers to challenge it. They've only scored 27 points in two games. And their first road game against Atlanta, they had three turnovers. Last week, you saw the big hit by Nwosu, forcing the fumble. You saw the Trey Brown return for a touchdown. I'm going with the Seahawks at 3,200 to finish it out. I think you'd prefer to see Bryce Young play in this game over Andy Dalton. At least he could manage it, probably that noise. But I think Bryce Young has some some growing pains, and uh, it's not a great place to grow. As for Sam Laporta, took him last week. Love him this year. Love him, love him, love him. So good picks. I think in the end, we're going to see him as a five, six thousand dollar tight end at some point. I really do. Um, maybe not six, but definitely fives. So Tony, over to you to close it out. I have to give it to him, man. The the, the king stuck one by me. Uh, <laughs> I got to give it because I, I was taking Laporta and I took the defense because I said, oh, he's already got pits. He's not going to go double tight end. And what does he do? He sneaks in with Laporta. That's okay. I'll go with my 1B. Uh, listen, I'm going to go with Hunter Henry. Uh, I know the Jets have a really good defense. Uh, but at the same time, this is, for all intents and purposes, the number one receiver on this team right now. Kendrick Bourne's getting the targets, but he can't catch anything, right? He's 11 targets, he catches six. It, that stinks. It's terrible. Uh, give me Hunter Henry, who's always open, it seems like, in the red zone. Two touchdowns, and he's getting consistency, man. He's 90% target to catch ratio. Seven targets, six targets, lock it in. By, by the way, if I, do, I might pivot from LaPorter on Sunday, okay? Good value here. Uh, if Jalen Waddle doesn't play, I'm going River Craycraft at 3,400. Yeah. You know, Tua likes him. And then I can move up from the Seahawks defense to say the Ravens at 3,700. Okay. Nice. Good, good like calls it. there. Uh, we will get to a couple of closeout picks when we get that we haven't mentioned yet. And we'll go to everybody's favorites that weren't drafted. But with that, Jason, you got a quarterback and. I don't know. There's one that's 5,200. Is that where you're going? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going oh. 5,200. I was really going to go. I was trying to stick it to, to Scott as best I could. I wanted to play Russell Wilson just for the fun of it. but Zach, the Zach way- is there for 4,900. <laughs> yeah, right. You, 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 could, you, could, you could combine him with Alan Lazard if you want. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not playing Dobbs either. I'm not playing Tannehill. But uh, a little birdie in my ear earlier this week told me about Ritter um, in a matchup. You know, I already got London here. Um, Ritter at 5000 You know, in other builds, this build typically would, if you're paying down at 5 k for Ritter, you're really paying up for Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson. Those are the first two guys I want in my lineup this week. So I'm going to discount a quarterback and discount a running back to go out there and pay up for Jefferson, pay up for Tyreek. I really think they almost have like a 25-point floor, 35-point upside here. We've seen Tyreek go up for like 45, 46. So Ritter, he's going to run the ball. He's going to be in a high-paced game at $5,000. You really only need 15, 20 from him. And if he's running the ball six, seven times, he's no Anthony Richardson. He's no, you know, Justin Fields of last year. But he got 10 attempts last 
you know, last week for 39 yards in a 25-24 game. So say this game ends up going, you know, 35-30 or, or something along those lines against Detroit, he could run the ball, you know, 10 times for 40-50, get in the end zone one way or another, um, and hopefully throws for over 200 yards like he did last week. Hopefully no picks. At 5K, you're not expecting much here. You got the little stack with London. It's not my primary stack. My primary stack is going to be this Minnesota game. Um, Sky, I do got a question for you about Minnesota. They go out there and grab Cam Akers. Um, and then you have Cleveland go out there and grab Kareem Hunt. When do you think those guys end up being effective on their teams? Is it this week, next week, or is it potentially never because, you know, Madison holds on to the job or Ford holds on to the job? I think it's potentially never fantasy-wise with Hunt because, you know, they got rid of him in the preseason. You know, Ford is their guy. They they know they know that injuries can happen at any time. And to make Ford the number two, they have to – the front office has to – the brass has to say – at some point, if we have to let this guy start, we're comfortable with him. And they come out and double down on it publicly, saying he is the future back. I, I think I think a complimentary role for Hunt. With Akers, I think a lot of people would disagree with me. Maybe fantasy receipts will go off on me on Twitter for saying this. Hmm. But uh, with this goal, that's fine. Um, I think Cam Akers still may have some upside if he gets the right coaching that backs him. Uh, I was a Madison backer in the preseason. Obviously, I'm wrong. I think the Vikings think they're wrong. I think it's at least a timeshare with Akers with a slight chance to overtake him for the starting job. You know, I'll say this, being a Florida State guy, knowing Cam Akers, he he just he needs some coaching. That's exactly right. Um, and after seeing Madison fumble in Philly, I think you have an exact point there, Scott. I think there's a chance that Akers is like that guy that was last year and could carry you down the stretch in the fantasy league. So if he's out there in your season long leagues, I take I, I take a flyer on him, no doubt about it. I agree, man. I agree. And and to the Kareem Hunt, like so many people had asked me yesterday, uh, my son being one of them who had Nick Chubb and was like, Dad, you know, should I go all in on four? What about Kareem Hunt? I said, listen, man, I look at it this way. It's it's week three. There's a reason why Kareem Hunt didn't sign anywhere, right? There's a reason why he's not on a roster. All they did was bring him in because they, they are more comfortable with him as a backup than Pierre Strong, right? I mean, that's exactly what they did. So uh, this is going to be Ford's job to lose, so I'm not worried about Hunt at all. All right. I like it. Great questions here. I'm going to finish out the draft cast, and then we'll go around the table real quick and just mention any other picks you like this week. Joe DiCarlo checking in, talking about Stroud. Guess what? I'm talking about Stroud, too. I'm going with Tank Dell to finish out – my picks this week, Tank, and m- many of you may know this, but if you don't, actually out-targeted Nico Collins last week, 10-9. to 9. Um, He even brought 10 in for 72 yards, too. He's got a little bit of thigh injury, so there's some risk here. But right now on a Wednesday, I'm willing to take 3,600 with a guy that's going to be in there, no Browns out. He's out for a couple more weeks. He, if As long as he's healthy and can suit up, he's going to be the number two, number three behind Woods and Nico, and he's going to get tons of targets because as – Joe said 91 attempts by CJ in the first two weeks. I like this Houston passing game from a fantasy perspective and nothing else. So, guys, 
I don't know who's feeling the most confident right now. I will tell you, I'm glad I got shares in the largest scoring game. And then I went a little wider than probably I wanted to and paired off nothing else, just ones and twos. Jason, how you feeling? Not feeling great this week. Felt a lot better last week. Didn't really want to get stuck with Ritter. Um, he wasn't in the direction I wanted to go. Obviously, missing out on Justin Jefferson. It's a guy you want in your lineup, too. So Scott grabbed, you know, the top guy on the board. But shocked that nobody grabbed Keenan Allen. You know, I think Keenan Allen's been explosive all year long. I went Mike Williams to get the discount, but kind of surprised nobody grabbed him. I think the Patriots D can step up. I think Tony Pollard, strong play here. Um, Scott got me a little bit worried um, with Tony Jones because earlier today it looked like the, the rookie wasn't going to be, you know, playing. But if he's got a full go, that definitely changes that pick. So, hey, I can still make things happen with Jones if, you know, the rookie does play. He's not going to get every touch. So, you know, hopefully, you know. Yeah, Jones will get four him. carries for four yards. <laughs> okay. How many <laughs> points do you get for that? We'll take some bets, Scott. If you want to take some bets, I, I, I'm down. I'm, I'm that down. That Kendrick Miller outproduces Tony Jones. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to take that bet. I don't want to take that bet. But you know, maybe we'll get something. That's what you. Were, that's what you were inferring. I wanted to jump all over that. I. You know what? I think it has to happen. But with that, Tony, how are you feeling about your team? Listen, man, I'm I'm feeling really good. Uh, you know, I had to pivot twice. Uh, that's about it. Uh, like I talked about, Laporte to Hunter Henry, and I had to pivot from Mike Williams to uh, Jordan Addison. But that's okay. Uh, the rest of my build, I like. Uh, but I, but but I want to throw something out there, man. Like I, you know, everybody that follows me and knows me. Um, and and Jason laughs all the time when he brings up like Devin Duvernay, and I, I try to pick these diamonds <laughs> in the rough, right? Every week. Um. And, you know, I know Scott talked about a couple guys who was, like, in Jigbiz his week, Gibbs his week. I'm feeling a Tajay Spears week. Listen, um, you know, here's the thing. You know, offseason we heard all the trade talk about Derrick Henry. Uh, Dave, you know me and you uh, in Philadelphia. We bring we bring back the the, the unfortunate memories of DeMarco Murray, who was completely washed, right, Ooh. after his 300-touch season. We see running backs continually be going downhill after they get those 300 touches. And Derrick Henry has looked slow. The best thing he's done is a stiff arm. He's averaging 3.8 yards a carry. And the one thing that Tajay Spears got this week was that vote of confidence and that glow from Mike Vrabel, who has been – I say this all the time. I don't know if everybody agrees with me, but I watch these coach conferences all the time because they give you these nuggets that you have to watch, right? He was glowing over Tajay Spears. So I'm just saying this could be one of those battles in the dog pound in Cleveland back and forth. And I think Tajay Spears, he doubled his touches from week one. I think he's going to double them again in week three. Beautiful. All right, Scott, how are you feeling about your team? You got a diamonds in the rough that we didn't you know, really hit on in this big build here. Uh, I feel good about it, and I usually feel good about it until about 1.15 Eastern on Sunday <laughs> when I realize that every friggin' lineup that I put in only makes my money back because, you know, there's just too many people in the field, even yep. a single entry. And then somebody like Tony Jones goes off for four touchdowns, <laughs> and I, I, I realize that I'm nowhere near the daily player that Jason Mizrahi is. So I feel good now that you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday night, and I'm good at seasonal, but 
I just I've never had that big win in DFS. But you know what happens? I give these players out to other people and they win. And I I guess that's why you know I I do this professionally. So I don't feel good about my own lineup, but take chunks out of it for whoever's watching, and it can help you win. And I guess that's the most important thing. And the two the two <clears throat> the two guys I didn't mention, another rookie. Now look at these rookie running backs. There's a lot of reports that Roshan Johnson's going to get a lot of more work this week. Yes. 4,700 on DraftKings. And there's going to be low ownership on Jerome Ford, I think, because of the matchup against Tennessee. But at 4,800, you know, that could be a difference maker in tournaments. If he doesn't get the yardage, he can still catch passes out of the backfield and get in the end zone. So there are two value plays I like. Great. And I, you know, to, to build on that, I got a running back report column coming out. So I won't even talk about running backs, but I think Tennessee is so bad against the pass that I, I really think Elijah Moore is a great play this week. I couldn't find a way to fit him in with the 4,700. I think even Deshaun Watson at quarterback should be in your player pool. Um, so those are two I also like this week, but I'm with you um, at, at how cheap Ford will be. So I, I think, you know, don't be scared of the number one rush defense, right? He's going to be the guy that gets. 70 percent. i feel good saying that target shares jason you got anything i got a question for scott real quick it's a selfish question i got you just mentioned roshan johnson who i've heard reports things are looking good for the kid i got herbert um in a season-long team and i got gus edwards on my bench it's between herbert and gus edwards um so win daily league 14 teamer full point ppr you're the season-long fantasy king. Um, I haven't asked you many questions this year so far, but that's one of the tough questions I have this week on one of my teams. So what are you thinking? I'd go Gus Edwards, you know, especially now with Justice Hill not playing. He could get a significant workload. I think they moved the ball, and he could always give you touchdowns. The possibility of one, two-touchdown run, you know, maybe he's complimented by Melvin Gordon, but Melvin Gordon would have been a threat six years ago, but he's not now. Okay, appreciate that, Scotty. Sure. Slide them in, bro. Slide them in. Slide them in. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we got Steve um, Carell over here. <laughs> no FCC rules apply here, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, but listen, man, this has been great uh, for everybody that tuned in. We greatly appreciate it. I uh, want to give a, a big shout out to the King there. He's wearing that branded hat. We love it. Uh, make sure you give him a follow at Scotty the King. Uh, follow him over at the game day, man. He's dropping content every single day. You hear him on Sirius XM. Uh, and again, his son, Kicking ass in NASCAR uh, DFS. Scotty, what, what what's his what's his Twitter handle again? That's uh, Sean Angle. It's Sean E two four seven. There two four seven, which means he's winning twenty four seven. Uh, gotta love it, man. For everybody, as always, make sure you're liking, subscribing to the channel. Make sure you're checking out that new site, man. We we are kicking a lot of things out and putting a lot of new things in. So a lot of different content on WindowySports.com. We get the free trial uh, for a week. You can get over there right now and do that. But as always, man, good luck to everybody, the audience, to the players right here. I, I still feel like there's some, some jigsaw heat coming out this week. As always, we're going to go from two to one. So as always, everybody stay safe. Stay healthy, and we'll catch you back here next Wednesday.